This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Buzzheads. Welcome to the 70s Buzz Podcast. I'm Curtis Tucker. And I'm Todd Wheeler, bringing you our memories, or lack thereof, of growing up in the 70s. We are not a history podcast. We just want you guys to know that. Sometimes we get things wrong, and if you listen to us long enough, you're going to be screaming at your device trying to give us the right answers. Listen up as we recount growing up in the Midwest and our unique experience. Go to 70sbuzz.com for more info and leave us your thoughts. Let us know if you guys have any show ideas, if you'd like us to uh, get you on as an advertiser. And don't forget, please leave us reviews on your favorite podcasting apps. <laughs> Every day, dial. We're sorry, we have dialed and not in service. At this time. Maybe next time. Oh, that reminds me. I decided to pay the phone bill. <laughs> Excuse me, I was yawning there. Don't need to be, don't need to be yawning on... on are, are you already bored with the show? <laughs> is this episode that boring? No, this is going to be an exciting episode. You guys, welcome to another episode of the 70s Buzz Podcast. Yes! Yes! Guys, hit us up at 580-541-3805. That is a special Buzzhead hotline just for you. Uh, or text that same number or email buzz at buzzheadmedia.com let us know your thoughts on the latest episode episode ideas um what you guys thought uh just tell us how much you love us yeah all that good stuff uh dave called dave called dave called he had some questions and thoughts yeah he was asking about how long did you and staten do the maze uh i only did it well i did it two years yeah but i'm wondering if he meant how long so here here's the thing on the maze dave Staten and I did the maze and Todd the last year as a passion project. We charged no money, so we never even thought about charging money. And we only did it one night. It was only Halloween night. We spent two months setting it up, and we only it only ran for one night. And no, nobody in town knew it was there. It was not the go-to. It was before social media before oh, yeah. phones so nobody the only way we got kids to go through it was standing on the sidewalk and as they came to staten's house to trick-or-treat we would say hey we got this cool haunted maze in the back now i'm sure by the second or third year yeah, some of the kids in the neighborhood probably kids. knew that we were doing it but overall no nobody in town 
knew we were doing it it was not a huge deal it was it was a passion project that we did just for fun and funsies yeah and literally it was one night just halloween night and we were done yeah so uh what else did he uh uh oh he asked about the building we're going to do the halloween show in um it's it, it's in a kind of we don't know that that, ha- that building's haunted but we don't know that it's not right uh but it, the, the area there are haunted buildings it's on the block with the gaslight haunted building the old one yeah and then also i think the um the end building was the guy that owned the grocery alton. that he hung himself yeah alton, alton. he hung himself in his house rumor was that he hung himself in the building which he didn't he no. actually hung himself at home but his ghost so anyway it is on the same block so we're hoping and it's a big this is a big build pretty big building and wide open and i'm kind of scared i think uh yeah and we might have a guest with us maybe oh yeah maybe we're gonna iron that out and see if if and and if we do it'll be a girl and she might be doing some um scary movie trivia okay cool uh so anyway all kinds of fun stuff to be looking forward to okay and dave's dying to know what everyone thinks jack reacher versus john wick who would win yeah and the reason we're bringing this up is because john wick came out with the continental which is related to the 70s (laughs) because this actually is a question that we were supposed to ask on buzzhead radio and we forgot we forgot sorry dave uh for me it's and i and i did some searching this is a question on the internet reddit and quora and um almost everything that i read agrees with me and says john wick would wax him because john wick is more not only fighting but guns and Whereas now I and I haven't watched any of the Jack Reacher oh. series. I've only seen the movies, and in movie wise, John Wick would just—I mean, John Wick has been shot eight million times, <laughs> killed four billion people, thrown off a building, and, and he barely has a scratch on him. So you kind of have to give it to John Wick, probably. Yeah, but I'll do like Jack Reacher, and those those new ones on uh, whatever they're on, whatever streaming thing there they're pretty good and he's a big dude this one not that little Tom oh Cruise yeah so yeah so i haven't seen that one even but look at all the people that john wick has fought oh, i mean yeah. yeah so yeah yeah i suppose yeah and i did um watch the uh continental you seen it all all three of them all th- saw all three oh, of that's them. right you binged watched them i binged yeah i didn't mean to but they were shorter than i thought i thought yeah. they were going to be two hours each and they weren't um, and so I watched them all on Peacock, and they were really cool. The music was great. It was 70s. Uh, they were set in the 70s. Um, I, yeah, I thought, I thought it was cool. So, if, you know, if you're listening to our show and you like the 70s, I would go ahead and check them out. And you don't really have to have seen any of the John Wick movies oh, no. to enjoy the Continental series. No. Um, because it's a prequel. Yeah, it stands alone. And so tell them about the little Easter egg in it, Mr. Oh, <laughs> there's a – Christopher Todd first noticed this. I I did not notice it at first. I was thinking it was – I thought Christopher Todd was talking about something else, but it was – I can't remember if I noticed it or not. Crap. Anyway, uh, you see Starsky's car in it in, in, in one scene. Actually, two scenes. The red Gran Torino? Yeah, the, the – the, what do you call it? The striped tomato – I think well, so. What Huggy called it something. But it's kind of weird because it's in New York and and, and Starsky and Hutch takes place in L.A. Yeah. And if you, guys have, if you guys have seen the movie The Warriors from 1979, the series has that feel. 
it's kind of got that dark, dark. New York yeah. feel to it. So um, I don't know. It was a good series. I hope they do a few more. I I'm a big fan of the John Wick, and I just wish they would go more into the history of where it all began. Um, but anyway, yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, got another email from Greg Dodge, and he really enjoyed. Uh, he enjoyed last week's Facebook Live. He said he liked the way that we kind of broke it up into segments. Um, he we said, did? <laughs> well, yeah, because what we'd started doing was just jumping into trivia. Oh, yeah. But last week I did a whole bunch of 70s news stuff first, and then we, we kind of talked. And yeah, so it was kind of segmented. Um, he said. Gave him an idea. What about a segment where listeners provide random memories of their time in the 70s that proves that it was the greatest decade known to man? Um, two of them that he thought of, uh, he wanted to go ahead and throw them out there, wadding up the now-defunct ho-ho foil wrappers into tiny heavy metal projectiles tight enough that you could be blown through a straw at family and friends <laughs> and the peace and independence of being incommunicado for hours on end uh basically you know riding your bikes all over town where your parents couldn't get a hold of you yeah um, he says you could challenge the listeners during previous episodes to think of memories for the next facebook live uh, oh and then on the facebook page the 70s buzz facebook page there's the picture of you and i in front of my house on Grant, mm -hmm. where I'm in the diploma uh, garb, the garb, and you're pretending you're hat. I think he might think we're the other person. He says, "I've got another origin story question for you. What's the story behind your podcast Facebook page cover photo? Why is Todd so shocked?" And actually, I no. think I'm the one that looks shocked. <laughs> yeah, you get that. Oh, look. Yeah, and the reason I'm shocked is because you graduated. Because I graduated. <laughs> Can't and believe it, it. Yeah, and it you know it's a it's it was nothing more than a you know a funny photo. So yeah. uh, so there really is no origin story behind it other than I ran inside and put on my graduation gown gown and put my tassel in the middle and we just took a good and I have no idea who took the goofy picture. Yeah, can you remember who took the picture? Uh, I got all these photos floating around from the seventies and eighties and have no idea who took the pictures. I'm assuming your mom took that. That's I, I've kind of assumed that most of them my mom had taken. Um, so that's the original or origin story of that photo. Um, and then he talked about trying to help us track down uh, Steve Park. And so here's some information for you, Greg, and everybody else. You know, I had posted the story about us being on the show before on Boogie Check for Lester Boogie Michaels. And in a comment, somebody had said, oh, his real name is Steve Parks, and he's a DJ in South Dakota, which I'd kind of remembered somebody had done that. So I went back and I read that comment, tracked him down to the station in South Dakota. Um, they had, if you Google it, there is a page talking about him. The problem is, if you go to the website, it doesn't take you back to the page because it's been unlinked because he is no longer just recently just within the last several months left the station basically i think retired and they don't have and so i did contact the station and they did not have any he did not leave any forwarding information with them yeah so we are still still haven't, still haven't gotten him but uh we're getting close. getting close i know what his house looks like yeah but greg greg volunteered that he would uh help contact the station but sure. you don't need to because i already did so um, a Nick Opalaski 
messaged us on that meta business suite thing here a while back. It was been it's been months, and I it's that damn it's one of them damn things that hardly I always forget about. Uh-huh. Uh, but he asked us to review an album, and I asked him which album, and I haven't gone back to that weird meta business oh, suite. Oh, that thing. might be kind of that'd be cool, kind of cool. Yeah, to review. You know what'd be kind of fun? So. It's for us to review a '70s album we've never listened to before. Oh, I've, have you seen those videos? Where yeah, listen? that's cool. Like, yeah, maybe we got to do that. Yeah. Or or even maybe watch a '70s movie we've never seen before. Yeah, and then review it. Well, there's a lot of those, really. And maybe do a yeah, maybe have the video going when we do it. Yeah. Okay, that's a good from the right. 70s, not Did, the 60s. Well, no, <laughs> not the 80s. Definitely not the 80s. We would only do movies and albums from the 70s. And why is that, Mr. Wheeler? It's the greatest it's decade known to man. Hey, we got a guest coming on tonight. Miss Sandy Kay. She could be calling any minute, so we're going to try to get through this stuff before she calls. Um, she is an Australian personality yeah. that has her own podcast, and she contacted us and thought it would be super cool to cross-promote and be on our podcast. Yeah, so she's got a podcast called A Breath of Fresh Air. A Breath of Fresh Air, and she just basically interviews musicians musicians from the 60s 70s and 80s and we're going to talk to her all about the musicians she's interviewed from the 70s yeah almost all of them are like really famous people some of them not quite some of them i didn't even recognize but i think a lot of them might be in the business yeah business end of the business yeah real quick uh kurt from seattle he picked up the dude still has a laser disc oh wow cool and he picked up uh phantasm oh Logan's Run, Ooh. Exorcist, and Saturn Three. <laughs> Saturn Three. He's, he's, he's got Farrah naked on Laserdisc in his house right now. So, yeah. So kudos to you, Kurt. That's pretty cool. And then uh, we talked about it on the other podcast. Uh, unfortunately, we lost Suzanne Summers uh, to oh. cancer at seventy-six years old, just a day short of her seventy-seventh birthday. She'd been dealing with cancer. Uh, since uh, being in her 20s but uh, we I'm, all know I'm, her we all know her from Three's Company and Thighmaster and Thighmaster <laughs> but was Thighmaster wasn't in the 70s no it wasn't no I think it was like quite a bit later no I just remember using her Thighmaster over and over and over and over she had really good thighs she uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know I, I wouldn't know well you never saw her thighs you never saw the Thighmaster commercial oh I saw the commercial oh yeah I wonder how much Thighmasters were did anybody ever uh, buy a 19, Thighmaster? $19.99. If you order now, you get two of them. <laughs> um, yeah, so Sandy K. Oh, they're $75 now. They're $75? Well, there's one for sale. Oh, here's something for you. I almost hate to say this because it could make it even worse for me. What's that? Where did I? I saw something. Something on Facebook sparked my memory of the uh, the radio from Gilligan's Island. What about it? Well, it just you you remember? Mm-hmm. I think everybody remembers the radio from Gilligan's Island. Yeah, a little white radio. Yeah, so I thought, well, how cool it would it be to own a replica? You know, a radio that radio from not the one, but a one. Yeah. Yeah, it's they're like impossible to find, and when you find them, they're like hundreds and a thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, just because it just because it was the radio on Gilligan's Island. Not and it's not the radio. It's it's the same model of the radio that was on Is it like a repop or No, the if you just go on eBay or any or uh, Etsy or all these and you just try to buy one, 
Well, number one, you can't find them. I think I found I think I found one, and it was like eight hundred dollars. Oh, good lord! Yeah, no thanks. I yeah no. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So that goofy little radio from. Do we know what brand it was or anything? Yeah, I yeah. I'm not going to tell everybody. I mean, you could Google it real easy because now, now tw- all our listeners, 20 million extra people are going to be searching for one. If anybody's got one and you want to sell it, maybe somebody will find one and then sell it to us. There you go. I don't want to pay eight hundred dollars, but I would spend some money just to have the Killigan radio. <laughs> you start to say a number. <laughs> I think that'd be kind. Of, I, who thought? You know, I thought, oh, there's got to be hundreds of them. I would think. Yeah, and I bet you could find one at a garage sale somewhere. Oh. Uh, I'm here. Where are you guys? I wonder what that means. <laughs> oh, she. you know what? I think she thinks this is a Google. A Zoom? Yeah, because I, I sent her an invite. Um, okay. We're going to do this again. Uh, <laughs> Hang on. Oh, no, we're going now. We're good. We're good. Are we good? Yeah, I paused it for a second, and then oh, I didn't realize how to unpause it. <laughs> no, I figured you know you hit the pause, and then you hit the record, and it starts recording. But no, you got to hit the pause again. Uh, I for a brief second I started to have flashbacks. Hopefully we get Sandy on the show. We've been <laughs> yeah. looking. We've been looking forward to this for. Oh, there she is. That's Bailey's number. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Hello. Hello, Sandy. I apologize. Are Hi. you there? Curtis is bad. I am. Can you? Uh, can you hear me? Oh, we can hear you perfectly. Can you hear us? Okay, okay. that's no problem. Uh huh. Yep, absolutely. I just got to get out of the way. I love an Australian accent. Sorry, <laughs> I just had to get that out of the way. Sorry. Well, and I, I wanted to say this, this: this is the first time that we've been recording on a Tuesday of somebody that's actually living on wednesday oh is it wednesday there it's wednesday there so so what happens in the future sandy <laughs> anything I mean, yeah well it's a bright bright sunny day here we oh. live to tell and we live to see another day <laughs> so you're you're getting into uh spring there right uh we're into spring heading for summer uh-huh oh wow yeah oh, we're getting ready yeah. to go into winter and you guys you guys are in nashville oh we're where we are in we're in Enid, Oklahoma. Oh, you're Oklahoma. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah we're basically almost the exact middle of America. America. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good. And how long have you been doing your podcast for? Almost seven years now. Almost seven years. Over three hundred. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. over three hundred episodes. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We started way before the pandemic, like everybody else did. We just, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Curtis and I would always have lunch or dinner on Tuesday nights because his daughters and wife were out doing stuff. And then one day uh, he's one yeah. day he's like, hey, we should do a podcast. And I'm like, what's a podcast? <laughs> and here we are. Here we that's are awesome. seven years that's later. Great. Yeah, yeah. Good one. So, and so, what sort of numbers do you have listening? Oh, uh, on this podcast we get oh, – Todd will have to look that up real quick. Um, so, so while we have you on here, tell, uh, introduce yourself to our listeners and kind of tell them a little bit about your background real quick, if you would. Sure. Hi, I'm Sandy Kay. I'm here in Melbourne, Australia. I'm a journalist and broadcaster 
since I ran away from an arts law degree, you know, about a hundred years ago, much to my father's disgust. And I've been in television and radio ever since, really. I got into podcasting as a result of the pandemic, like many people did. Uh, but my show is a radio show, too, that goes out to about 160 radio stations right around the world. And um, it's called A Breath of Fresh Air, and it features all the artists that we grew up with. I mean, because I'm a, you know, we're all children of the 70s, aren't we? And that, of course, is when the best music was made. So it features, I, I kind of turned back into a 14-year-old <laughs> kid in those... It, 70s days and uh, hunt down all my favorite artists to see, you know, what they were thinking when they... This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! <sniffs> and this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. They had the hits that they did and what they're up to today, and if they've got anything new going on. So I have long, lengthy chats with them, and I play their music, and uh, it's great fun. Very yeah, cool. it's great. You've got uh, if so a breath of fresh air. If you guys go check out her her website or the podcast and look at all the episodes, I mean, you've interviewed some of the biggest stars uh, from the '60s, '70s, and '80s. I have. I'm just, I'm really lucky, and I guess that's because the radio show. Uh, is syndicated so widely so I've got a bit of pulling power so I mean just to tell you a few that of my favorites I mean for instance um, Gordon Lightfoot oh. I was a huge fan of Gordon Lightfoot sure. and I chased him for a good two years oh, as wow. a journalist I always I always prided myself on being able to find anybody anywhere even in the days long before we had the internet so I, I, I managed to hunt them down if I put my mind to finding somebody uh, chances are I'm going to find them and then I'm going to hound them until they give in and let me talk to them. So Gordon Lightfoot I chased for a good couple of years uh, before his his manager finally agreed to let me chat with him. And I have to tell you, with no disrespect to Gordon, it was one of the worst interviews that I've ever done. Really? It was like talking to somebody's grandfather with their hearing aid out. You know, what's funny is that's the first episode I listened to of yours. Oh, really? It, it was the one where it was what? Gordon Lightfoot and Elvis Costello and Peter Frampton. Right. And so I did catch part right. of that right. interview, and, it, and he did he did seem a little unenthusiastic. Oh. And that was the hardest edit job I've ever done to try and get him to sound coherent. That was a real disappointment. Mm. So he anyway, he was a great get. Of late, I've had some terrific ones. I've spoken to Bill Gibson, who's the drummer for Huey Lewis and the News, who told me all about um, Huey's uh, Meniere's disease that makes him deaf. Uh, 
And it's a really sad story about Huey Lewis, actually, because he can't go to a restaurant or anywhere where there's any background noise. And I suggested to him that a lot of us were at this age were already in that situation. Yeah. If we're not yet, we soon we soon will be. But Huey has to have hearing aids, and he also has to have a little machine that sits on the table so that he can pick up, um, you know, and that's in one-on-one conversation, so he can pick up the other person's conversation. Mm. And it happened to him overnight. He was he's always been deaf in one ear, but the other ear just went overnight. Wow. So imagine getting used to that. I think that would be terribly difficult. Uh, look, oh, yeah. I love Huey Lewis. Yeah, but gosh, what a yeah. bummer. Yeah, absolutely. He also said to me, Bill Gibson was telling me how, remember when they did We Are The World mm-hmm. in the uh-huh. early 80s? So Huey Lewis got the solo, well, he got a solo line to sing then, and that was only because Prince went AWOL. Apparently they'd all been at some awards ceremony before that. <laughs> And Prince was supposed to come across to where they were doing We Are The World, and he never showed up. They never actually found out where he got to. Oh, wow. Huey Lewis was awarded that line in Prince's absence, so Huey was happy anyway. I never realized Prince wasn't in that video. I just assumed he was. No, he didn't show up. How funny. Well, good for Huey. (laughs) Yeah, good for Huey, exactly. It was a coup for him. Um, you want to hear who else I've chatted to? Oh yeah, we'd yeah we'd love to hear. Uh, right. Yeah, go go right ahead. So even though you're in the middle of America, I'm sure you know the Guess Who, don't you? And Burton Cummings, who was out front of the Guess Who for many years. Oh yeah, the Canadian band. Um, so I found Burton Cummings, <coughs> and he was the most delightful man I have ever spoken to. Some of them are so down to earth and so lovely and so chatty. Burton was one of those. Um, yeah, you like the chatty he's, ones. Uh, he's out there performing. Yeah, we do, don't we? <laughs> he's out there performing. He's put together another rendition of Guess Who, and he's out there performing again these days. They've all had an incredible resurgence of uh, of popularity. So all these, well, what's known collectively as heritage acts, a lot of them are back doing it again now yeah. to a whole new audience and to people like you and me who want to relive their youth, right? Yeah, here's, here's something for um, you real quick. Alice Cooper is performing in Enid, Oklahoma, right now as we speak. <laughs> and we, yeah, we know. I spoke to Alice also. He's an amazing man. I never realized. I mean, growing up, we were always, uh, as I'm sure you were, fascinated by that, the hair and the uh-huh. makeup and the whole persona. And he was like almost a bit scary with all those yeah. spiders and the knives and the gallows, all of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Alice Cooper has to be one of the smartest operators I've ever spoken to. It's all a stage act that he constructed to give him a whole point of difference. And he is so super smart. He knows exactly how to get what he needs and how to, to you know, draw an audience in. And he's designed it in that way. And, of course, he's been dining off it for the last probably close to 50 years now, too. He's amazing. I was blown away by how clever that man is. We actually it's great that he's performing there. Yeah, we actually tried to get a hold of him to interview him before, uh, but we just never were. I just I don't think I have the right contact people. Uh, but yeah, so well, maybe maybe I, maybe I can help you. I've still got a great contact address book, so I can help you if you're interested. Oh, in, that, that would in be Locating awesome. some of these. I wonder, did you speak to Don McLean pretty recently as he oh. was doing the 50th anniversary of American Pie? Mm-hmm. Very cool. 
No, we we didn't. But so he, so you he did. Was, he was really. I did. Yes, I did. It was the second time I've spoken to Don McLean, and the first time I spoke to him, I found him really quite slow and almost incoherent. Uh-oh. The second time I spoke to him, so the pandemic came in between, and I only spoke to him just a few months ago, and he was sharp, and he was full on, and he was really, really eloquent, and he was telling me, the man is uh, 78 or 79 years old, and he has a 28-year-old girlfriend. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and for the last decade. So I'm wondering whether it was the 28-year-old girlfriend that's actually sharpened him up a little bit because oh. something's made a big difference. I'm sure it didn't hurt. <laughs> no, exactly. Anyway, I can't... I, it makes me a bit sick to think of... To, to actually picture the two of them together, but whatever, <laughs> if they're happy, who am I to judge? Yeah, wow. Um, I also spoke with, you, you, of course you guys know the Moody Blues there, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I spoke to John Lodge, who is of the Moody Blues, and he wrote a lot of their um, best-known tracks. He was a delight to speak to from the UK, and he's, he's now just announced a tour. He's coming out here, I think, not too long. Oh, wow. And then I caught up with Lobo. Do you remember? Oh, Lobo? yeah. Yeah, we remember Lobo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is fabulous. His real name is Kent Lavoy, and he lives in Florida, and he is the most humble, down-to-earth man you have ever met. He lives the life totally without any of the star trappings, and he always did. Even when he was in, in, at, at the height of his fame and fortune, he didn't want to know about it. And he would have to go out on tour and almost switch persona a bit like Clark Kent and Superman, where he'd have to switch it over and, say, and he'd say to his manager, oh no, here comes Lobo, I can feel Lobo coming on. <laughs> and then when he'd do all of the press and the TV and everything else, and he'd be on his way back home again, uh, he, he you know, took off his Superman costume and became Kent Lavoy again and would get out in his local neighborhood and do the mowing of the lawn and put the trash out and everything else and nobody would bat an eyelid. Wow. So he was a terrific chat too. He's a lovely, lovely man. That's, that's kind of like uh, we, he, inter- we so apologize for interrupting. We interviewed uh, Casey from Casey and the Sunshine Band and he had just been out mowing oh, the yard. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he'd been out mowing the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> he was waiting on a new washing machine I mean, to be delivered. They're all ordinary people. I mean, it, I, I don't know about you guys, and I was, I'm not sure whether it was A, because I was female, or B, because I was such a long way away from all these guys here in Australia. But going through your teenage years in the 70s, you held these artists up in total esteem. They were like gods. Oh, yeah. Because the music, the music was blaring at you 24-7. You, we lived for music. We'd start our school day with music, and we'd finish it with music, and then, you know, you'd you just have music with you and the radio wherever you went. So it's kind of interesting at this age now to be speaking to them to realise that they are just everyday people like you and I. They just happen to get lucky or could sing or could write songs. I mean, the ones that wrote their songs have been super lucky because they keep getting paid royalties all the time for having come up with the song. Mm, yeah. And uh, as we know, there's such a resurgence of... Of, of all their music on the radio again and on the internet, Spotify, whatever, 
that even though they're not making perhaps as much money as they were back in the day, they're still collecting checks. Do you still get checks there? Do you sure. still use checks? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Because here, here they've been knocked out. Banks say they're not taking checks anymore. You can't get a checkbook anymore. Really? It's all old hat. Oh, no, we yeah. still, I mean, I, I don't use it. I, I write two checks a year, one to the IRS and yeah. one to the state of Oklahoma for taxes. Uh, but, but yeah, it gets. But you could if you wanted to. Sure. Yeah, insert. Yeah, it, it gets less and less every every year. And there are some places that I have noticed that don't like when we go to. My wife and I go to a lot of sporting events, and they don't take cash anymore. So mm-hmm. you've got to you got to yeah, take cards there. Yeah, the the world is changing, especially uh, different than what it was like in the seventies. I noticed you uh, you interviewed the Oak Ridge boys. Very much. You you interviewed the Oak Ridge boys too. Oh, I did. That was a real treat. Yeah, that, again, really down to earth southern guys. Yeah, we've awesome. heard it twice. So super talented. Yeah, we've talked re- to them twice. Fabulous. Yeah, fabulous band. The other one that I really liked from down south was Artemis Pyle, who was the drummer for Leonard Skinner. Oh yeah, that'd been cool. He, he he was sensational. He told me all about that fateful day when the plane crashed. Mm. And, all about their lives leading up to that and, and what had happened since. D- I, had you ever seen the movie? Oh, yeah. Um, about Leonard Skinner? Yeah. That was so cool. It was really, really cool. I, I really enjoyed talking to him. I was a big fan of of um, um, Alabama. Loved that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me ask Loved you this. Was, was Paul Williams your first interview for the podcast? No. He was... Uh, he, I think that's the first one I've got up on the website. Okay. And the website address for anybody who wants to know is um, a breath of fresh air dot com dot au. You have to put the au into Australia. No, what I did with the website, the radio show had been going for probably uh, a good year or so before I decided to uh, put it up as a podcast. So virtually, what I've done is just simply taken the radio show and loaded it in as a podcast. Sure. And I didn't know what I was doing. I, I still don't know what I'm doing for <laughs> podcast or how to grow an audience at all. Um, but I think that Paul Williams may have been the first one that I started with on that podcast, and and is definitely one of the first on the website that was um, that came simultaneously. Yeah, he was he was a great get too, and yeah. that was during the pandemic. What what I found during the pandemic was that all of these artists were sitting at home doing nothing. Yeah. They weren't out on tour. They hadn't started, you know, getting into being productive and creative yet. It was early in the pandemic. So people like uh, Daryl Hall, John Oates, you know, I'd call them up and they go, yeah, sure, I'll talk to you, no problem. I'm not doing anything else. Paul yeah. Williams, similarly, I mean, I did chase him for a few months, but in the end, he wasn't doing anything else. And uh, they were happy. And Anne Wilson from Heart, similarly... Um, you know, I want to try and get her back now, but now she's out there doing a whole bunch of stuff, so you keep getting the pushback. But what one I did get that I was really surprised to get, and I was really very enamoured with, I was never a huge fan of Kenny Loggan. I loved Loggins and Messina, mm-hmm. and I had spoken to Jim Messina during the pandemic when he was renovating his kitchen, talk about doing kind of, you know, <laughs> everyday menial tasks, but it took me a lot longer to get Kenny Loggins. And with the release of his book not so long ago, um, I had a chat with him and he was so relaxed and so giving of his time. I thought he'd be one to kind of, you know, hurry up, you've had your 15 minutes, get off. 
he was so chatty and lovely and shared a whole lot of stuff with me that, you know, during the pandemic, he, he's got a new wife and he and his new wife bought themselves e-bikes. Well, he probably bought both of them e-bikes, actually, to be mm. truthful. But they would go out riding their e-bikes everywhere in Los Angeles looking to try and find the best donuts available. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he said he had to give that up some months later because those donuts started sitting on his stomach too much. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's, he's turned his talents then to writing a book and to getting back out on the road again when the pandemic ended. But he was also a fascinating chap, the people he's worked with. He was telling me all about his friendship with Melissa Manchester, who was another one that I had a chat to who was terrific talent and uh, they just the two of them have just released re-released one of their songs in um you what's it called you call me friend um uh yeah um yeah, one of, i think that's what it's called you call me friend they've done that together which which uh is is fabulous i love their collaborations and how they all get together and and do stuff i just want to be part of it and this is the only way that i could be part of it from such a distance I mean, I do talk to Australian artists too, and there's no use me telling you about them because short of, you know, people like Little River Band or Human Nature or I can't even think who, who else you would likely know. We have an, oh, Rick Springfield perhaps or Colin Hay from Men at Work. There are a few that made it in, in the state. Yeah. Um, but w I'm very glad that you guys are, are, are pretty up with all of the English bands that were around at the time too because Australia was a real mix of all the English music, television and film, as well as the American. So we didn't kind of come into our own here until, probably until the 70s, really. We would just take everything from the, from the US and the UK and there'd be a smattering of Australian stuff that really was never very good and still isn't that great today, I have to say. So we kind of got the best of both Oh, worlds. yeah, wow. But, you know, so, so, Somebody like Simon Kirk from Bad Company and Free. You know those bands, don't you? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he was he was a terrific chat too, and told me so many of them. I'm always astounded. So many of them are now on the straight and narrow after being alcoholics. A lot of them are, are recovering alcoholics. The ones who survived have cleaned themselves up. It seems now. Like and Paul Williams. Somebody like Simon. Yeah, someone like Simon Kirk, you know, works tirelessly for the for the alcoholic community, as does um, um, oh now I've forgotten his name. Oh, Ricky Bird from Joan Jett's mm, band, yeah. who's who's actually up on my website this week. Who's my this week's podcast? Yeah, I saw that. Um, so you know, tell, telling me the, their stories of recovery and how they managed to get themselves straightened out it is quite amazing to hear too great i take a lot of requests from listeners i always say to them if there's somebody special that you want to hear from you know let me know and i'll do my best to get them onto the show for you uh one guy wrote in and said i'd really like you to uh interview donald trump uh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> i wasn't aware donald trump made music and uh, <laughs> well not one i'm going to waste, waste my time chasing <laughs> yeah. So, have you interviewed anybody from Fleetwood Mac? I have. Billy Burnett was a guitarist with Fleetwood Mac, and huh. I haven't cut that one yet. I've got quite a bank of of interviews that I haven't even had time to cut. I don't have to tell you how busy you are doing a weekly podcast. It's quite 
I mean, it's much more time-consuming than I ever thought it would be, and I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so I sit laboring over the edit for hours and hours and hours, and I have an audio engineer that I send my files to in, uh, in South America, just outside of Rio de Janeiro, and he mixes and masters for me, and he puts this special 70s analog filter on the top of my podcast to give it a a warm 70s sort of a feel so I don't actually know what that is yeah he's right into it he's a fabulous guy but I'm so busy I mean my favourite part is the interviewing and the editing if I could get rid of all the other jobs that it takes to try and grow your podcast I'd be really happy I hate the social media I hate having to populate the website Mm. I, 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 you know, there's just too many jobs that have to be done. Oh, yeah. Transcribing and everything else. Are you guys using AI for yours? No, no, not yet. But I'm, I'm toying with it. So we'll see. We'll see how far I get with it. But I'm kind of like you. I'm so busy with other things. Uh, I haven't been able to toy with it too much. We actually don't spend that much time. Don't you? No, no. Actually, we don't. And and we we edit very little. Matter of fact, uh, when we get done with this, I'll have it done and I'll have it edited in five minutes. Yeah, we're we're not much really? for editing. We we started out editing, uh, taking, taking out, out the, taking ums, out those and ums and us, and then yeah. we just one day we yeah, decided yeah. let's just quit saying those or we're or we're just gonna have to live with them, and then we just uh, add some. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They asked me yesterday about preparing for our podcast, and I said, you know, we don't. We just we come up with an idea, and we don't talk to each other. We don't have a script. I have no idea what Todd's coming in with on the show. He doesn't know what I'm coming in with. And we just sit down. We just turn on the microphone, and we just start talking. Yeah. Yeah. It, we have it, a chat. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's a good way of doing it. Now, I think because, I mean, and, and that's the nature of podcasts, I think, too, that they should just be free-flowing and whatever comes out. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I'm not sure. As I said, mine is a, it's a radio show, and my background is television and radio. So I'm really pedantic about all those ums and ahs yeah. and everything else, and I take out anything that I think is an interesting. Um, I, I have made a huge rod for my back, and... Uh, it's difficult to get yourself recompensed for all of the work that you do. That's for sure. Yeah. But you don't do it for the money, do you? Yeah, you no, definitely money. not. <laughs> we, we, yeah. we, we don't make a lot of money at this. We didn't, we didn't even turn on advertising until about a year ago. Yeah. 
not even that long ago. Yeah, we just we just didn't want our listeners to have to put up with any advertising. And then one day, just for grins, we turned it on and nobody complained, so we just left it on. But actually, actually, one person said, "Hey, that's pretty cool." You, you, you're. Uh, we had a McDonald's commercial, and they they were like, "Wow!" <laughs> they thought that was pretty impressive. So <laughs> they didn't understand how our, McDonald's wasn't really paying us; it was somebody else. Um, <laughs> that, that's great. No, I haven't. I haven't dabbled into that yet myself. I, I must get that happening too, because you, I'm putting in probably at least half a week for every week. At you, least, probably more than that. Two thirds of a week goes into creating all of the paraphernalia that, that goes with getting the show up. Yeah, you crazy. should. You should definitely crazy. turn on your ads. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. platform you use, but there's a, we have a little ad button on ours, and just click, and you know, and we have more. We do several podcasts, actually. Uh, we do. Two, oh, do you? Yeah, we have one that's more local. What? It's called Buzzhead Radio. Okay. And what? All right. And who? And what hosting platform are you with? Spreaker. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yes. It's a minefield. This podcast world. It's an absolute minefield, and I have no idea how to get my podcast heard because I mean it is heard obviously by by a percentage of people but people our age don't <laughs> tend to know a whole lot about podcasts yeah I don't so know. To, they're all like where do I watch this podcast at oh you don't watch a podcast that's right <laughs> yeah but yeah well actually you can these days because you can put it up on YouTube yeah yeah I don't know whether anybody's watching it but people don't know so I'm out there appealing to their kids to say, could you please turn your parents on to podcasting? Show them how to use it on their on their smartphones because I mean we've all got smartphones and they're missing out on this whole world of oh, yeah. by not finding it for sure. But I'm hoping that that will change because baby boomers, by definition, I think, are quite slow to take up new technology, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. but you're you're doing it the right way because the the I I listen to a lot of podcasts. And basically, it's cross-promoting. It's having somebody from one podcast as a guest on another podcast, and that's how people are getting well-known. Is is just getting on, just being on more podcasts and talking about your own podcast is kind of the way to do it. Yeah, so. that's that. Unfortunately, is my problem though because it's a radio show. I can't have, I can't do any advertising on the radio show. Uh, I, I have to figure out a way. It'll be more work for me to separate the podcast from the radio show. Oh yeah. I guess that's the way I'm going to have to head. Jimmy Cliff was another one that I spoke to not so long ago. He's that that father of grandfather. What a reggae legend he is, and he was so incredibly inspirational. You know that song. Um, um, so you're going to have to edit this little bit out. No, no. Um, <laughs> you, you could. Oh, please do. You can get it if you really want. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he, he really stands by that. They were his words. And he lived by it. He knew from a very early age that he wanted to be famous and, and get his reggae music out to the world. And he believes everybody can get it if they really want to adopt oh, yeah. the right mindset and just go for it. I loved him. I came away from him thinking, wow, there's some really cool lessons to be learned here. Um, you want me to keep telling you about some of my other favorite people? Yeah, let me, let me ask you this real quick. Is there someone that you yeah. wanted to interview but did not get to and they have passed? Like, I really want to interview Elvis, Elvis but he's... Elvis? No, no not Elvis, yeah. but... <laughs> um, 
Davy Jones, I would have liked oh, to see yeah. you, you know what I used to do? When I was about oh, eight years old, my parents would go out on a Sunday afternoon and leave me at home. They were the days when you could go out and leave kids home alone, right? Sure. Um, and I would rearrange all the sofas in the living room, <laughs> and my mother had a single rose vase, like, and it looked it was blue crystal, and it looked like a microphone, right? And I would take this in my hand, and I would have the Beatles on one couch, Elvis, you know, on the other sofa, the monkeys on another one, and I would just sit and interview all my family. Oh, wow. Wow. So I, I think I'm fulfilling my destiny by doing this now. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I did speak to Mickey Dolan a few years back, and I turned into that ridiculous 14-year-old crazy <laughs> fan. Again, I think he was one of only very few that I got really nervous with. And I came off the phone like a, like an excited kid. And my partner said to me, what is wrong with you? I said, oh, you don't understand. It was Mickey Dolan. It was the monkeys. I, sometimes that happens. The other one I got really nervous about was talking to Graham Nash from Cosby Stills, Nash & Young. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he made me nervous other than that... Um, I really like them as a band too. Um, is there somebody that I, I, you know, I think apart from Elvis and and uh, and Davy Jones, perhaps I can't think of anybody else that's passed that I would like to have interviewed. I have already interviewed several of them who have passed, yeah. and I kind of see it as my duty now. Yeah. That the older they're getting, I keep reaching out and saying, "Oh, you really want to." do this and get your story down in your voice so it's there evergreen yeah um, mm -hmm. because they're all they're all going before our very eyes I know. Aren't they? yeah so so when you were 14 Terrible. what what were some of your favorite american groups back when you were growing up in the 70s well they're going to be the same as yours people like credence clearwater revival um i love the blues i still love the blues um England Ford and, Jack and and John Ford Coley, loved them, loved the Union Gap, loved mm. Supertramp from the UK, oh, yeah. loved the Go-Go's, they were the 80s. Um, I came in on the tail end of people like Melanie, uh, Traffic with David Mason, the English band, loved them. Um, I, I really did not like ABBA at all. Um, really? Who else did I? No, I didn't like ABBA. They were not cool. They just weren't cool. <laughs> so I liked Dr. Hook. Oh yeah, I, so, I like Chicago. I like Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Or then they were they were awesome. Did you um, did you I get to Steppenwolf? I was gonna say, did you get to listen to groups like Kansas and Kiss and Sticks and yeah. REO Speedwagon, yeah. Thirty Eight Special, all of them. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, we we had we had we were inundated, but we had all the the UK ones as well. So we had a huge choice on the radio. Um, people like. You know the small faces. Uh, people like groups like Dire Straits, um, Talking Heads, Spandau Ballet. There were all the English ones. Mott the Hoople. Um, <laughs> all those English ones we got too, but we got all the the US ones as well. So um, you know the OJ's was big on um, uh, Bill Medley, um, Randy Bachman, and and. Um, what was his band? Um, Bachman Turner Overdrive. Thank you. That's him. That's exactly right. They're back out on tour again. 
a paternal a love that happy together is my all oh yeah song. <laughs> yeah i can't um, see me love nobody yeah love 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 that song we we were we were very very lucky here we, we were inundated with music and as such you know i mean it didn't mean much to the artists themselves when they went you know to the top of the charts in in australia but we we thought it was pretty cool so who's your most <laughs> memorable or your favorite interview you've done Ah, uh, well, that's a good question. Um, I really liked my chat with Rick Wakeman from Yes. Mm. He was he was really smart and really giving of his time. Um, Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull was really intimidating. Oh wow! He's as angry as as they make <laughs> him out to be. Really, wow. Um, no, Noel Paul Spooky, Stooky from Peter Paul and Mary. What a lovely, lovely man he is. Hmm. I just spoke to him for ages. He was fabulous. Oh gosh, there's been so many of them. Um, Susie Quattro is just amazing. Hmm. She's anytime you want her, all you do is ping her a little email and say, hey Susie, let's have a chat. And what I really like about Susie Quattro is that so many of them no matter what their age, say, oh, no, we're not going to do Zoom video. I'll do only audio, not video. I'm not sure what they're afraid of. But Susie Quattro, who's well into her 70s, doesn't even bother to put any makeup on oh, when wow. she does an interview. She doesn't care at all about how she looks. She's the most down-to-earth, honest, you know, really salt-of-the-earth girl. I like her a lot. Um, who else can I tell you about? Um, Chicago's Lee Lockname, he's been on the road constantly, apart from 60. missing a year or so in the pandemic. He's been on the road for 55 years. Oh, my. Solid. Wow. And he was incredible to talk to. And he gave me a whole lot of insight into um, into that band and how that's changed over the years. They've been an amazing band and all its iterations. Call of the Gang, that was another one that surprised me. He blew me out of the water. Gosh, they've made a bit of money, That those boys. Um, and you can tell when you see pictures of them, there's gold chains all over their necks and, and designer clothes and cars and everything else. It's quite interesting when you ask these guys, you know, well, what did you do with all the money? Oh, I bought myself a Mercedes, I bought myself <laughs> an Alfa Romeo, I bought a house in Beverly Hills, or, or whatever. Oh, you know who else was fantastic, I just remembered? From Steely Dan, who was also one of my favourite bands, Jeff Skunk Baxter, who was their guitarist for a while. He also played with the Doobie Brothers for a long time. He's the most amazing person. I never knew. I mean, I go in, I do a bit of research on them, but I certainly was blown away by the fact that Jeff Skunk Baxter, not only is he a brilliant musician, but he's invented some missile defense systems oh, wow. for the U.S. government. And he still works with the U.S. government today <laughs> on those missile defense systems. The man is brilliant. That's I mean, crazy. all of that, the whole math and the music go hand in hand, right? Yeah. So uh, the, the chat with him was incredible. I could have, I felt like, I, I felt like just such a dummy. He's just such a brainiac. It was amazing. Wow. So is your radio show on any radio stations in the U.S.? Yeah, it sure is. Okay. Absolutely. If you're going to ask me which ones, I can't tell you. Well, but well, it's on a few 
Well, well, I, 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 it's not even listed on my website. I haven't even updated it. It does. I know it comes out of New York City, and it comes out of uh, um, Phoenix, Arizona. And if you want any of your Oklahoma radio stations, they can have it too. Um, it's really. I mean, there's so many radio stations that I'd love to syndicate it to. Again, it's a matter of time to sit down and go through them all and go, hey, you want to take a listen? Um, it's it's a bit hard. It's, I haven't got enough hours in the day yeah. to, to be doing that. Yeah. So, are you on? Are you on the air every day? No, once a week. On oh, a, you mean somewhere? The radio, the, the radio station, the radio show. No, the radio. Well, when I do the the. The radio show, A Breath of Fresh Air, is produced once a week, and it okay. goes out on a Google Drive link to all these stations. There's about 160 or more that take that Google Drive link, and they play it out at, at various times during the week and often repeat it during the week. And then what I do here is I'm also an entertainment, an entertainment reporter for a few radio stations across Australia. So I started doing that just for a lifestyle sort of thing so I get tickets to shows and to movies ah, and, very and, cool. and music venues and stuff like that so I just do that live on a Saturday night um, have you had any trouble um, and we've only we've only gotten one letter about playing music other people's music and then but she's she's part of a syndicated radio station so they have they have rights probably yeah well that's right the radio stations it can go out to I'm a bit trying to fly under the radar in terms of the podcast because I'm not exactly sure. I was told here by the authorities here that if your percentage of music is less than, it has to be a 20-80 split, 80% talk, 20% music. And I, I think I'm coming in at something like that. So they, I bought a what's called a mini podcast license and as long as I'm sitting within that 20 to 80% split, they tell me I'm okay. So I've heard nothing since buying that license. Um, and as I said, for the radio stations, they've all got their license for the music. But I have to be careful for the podcast not to. And I, and I don't want to. I mean, people are not coming to podcasts to hear hours and hours of music. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, use my, I use my music because I think it's fascinating that the artist talks about what the inspiration was or or you know what they were thinking or who was playing with them or have a listen to this riff or or check out this guitar solo or whatever so that I can play a snippet of it so that the listener gets a bit more of a comprehensive um, information about what they're talking about they get a sense a better sense of what they're talking about sure yeah it seems like so, you would almost so far, have so good it seems like you'd almost have approval because you've got the artist on the podcast with you you know, it just no. That's you don't. The artists don't own their own music often at all. And in fact, um, it's the it's the record companies that you have to get the approval from. I'm told. Um, again, I keep stressing I'm sitting within this 2080 thing, <laughs> and apparently that's okay. But if it wasn't, it would be the record companies that would have to sign off on them because in the main they're the ones that own the music. But what did happen to me, interestingly enough, I'm still not sure if it was a scam or not was that I was downloading, unbeknown to me, I was downloading Google images for my website of these artists. And I made the mistake of thinking, well, I've got the artists. They've given me permission to use their image. I can put up whatever I want on the website. Well, apparently, I can't. 
and I was approached by a company representing an American company and said, you know, you have to pay us. In fact, it was for that very episode that you first mentioned, the Peter Frampton, Gordon Lightfoot and, and um, Elvis Costello one, that they said you're, you're breaking the rules here by using Frampton's image. And I had to take that one down and I had to pay a US lawyer in Florida um, 250 bucks or something to make this claim go away. Oh, I, wow. Again, I'm not sure if that, if that lawyer was in cahoots with no. the company. It might be a whole scam. It, it probably was true but, because what you run into there is is photographers that go to the concerts and take pictures and they own the rights yeah. even though it's yeah. it's a musician the photographer owns the rights and that you may have right. downloaded a photographer's maybe, picture maybe maybe well so anyway what I've started doing now and it works better that way anyway is asking the artist management or PR or whoever to send me images that I can use and I not only use those on the website, but I send them out with my Google Drive link to all the radio stations so that they can use them for their promo stuff as well. But now with um, and my podcast is actually at the moment hosted by Spotify. Um, and I'm, you know, people keep talking about it's been terrible. You should never use Anchor or Spotify. I, I don't really understand. And maybe after we finish chatting, you could enlighten me a little bit about this because I don't know about, I don't know what the difference is. But Spotify are starting to use images for their particular episodes. So you've got your episode artwork that goes on each one, but now they're also saying, well, if you want to upload specific um, images that go with your episode, it's going to make it look more attractive on Spotify too. Again, I'm not sure that my baby boomer audience it would make any difference too. I'm not no. sure my baby boomer audience is actually on Spotify. I have no idea. I mean, I can see them coming in and out of my website and listening from there because you can listen to the web, to the interview on the website and you can actually read the transcripts on the website. But I don't actually know. I mean, and my main listening audience is in America. God bless America. <laughs> I mean, you are the guys who are who are interested in music of this era. Oh yeah. Um, it's but it's really hard to spread the word. I'm I'm doing my best. Oh, well, well, we'll help out, we hope, because our audience Thank is you. very enthusiastic about 70s music. We can tell you that. Oh, yeah. And That's awesome. And if anybody listening does have a request, and, you know, you sit there and you think, oh, who was my favorite artist? Why don't you guys tell me who yours was? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And maybe I can get them onto the show for you. Do you, do you uh, interact with your listeners at all? Yeah. What I often do is get the listener. Well, I get a lot of email from listeners. I'm, I'm blown away by the number of uh, emails I get because growing up in radio, getting listener feedback was always the hardest thing. And you... You just never thought you're going to get it, so you never even asked for it. Unless you're running a competition and giving them something free, you never got any feedback. And I'm getting multiple emails per week from my listeners in all corners of the earth saying, oh, could you look up this one and see whatever happened to X or, you know, find Y and talk to this one. So that's great. 
But what I also do is try and give them the opportunity to jump on the line with me, whether it's Zoom or the phone, whatever, and have a conversation, meet your favorite star. Oh, wow, so that I would be cool. This, I had, yeah, I had this guy who was in um, regional Victoria, that's the state that I'm in. So he's you know, somewhere out in the, in the bush in the sticks here. And he wanted me to talk to um, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, she was the one in in uh, Dirty Dancing who did the, the oh, um, Jennifer Grey. soundtrack. Jennifer Grey? Uh, yes, yes. Yes, sorry. No, not the, not the actress, the one who did the music. Oh, um, oh, oh, okay. Um, Dirty Dancing, the soundtrack. Um, okay. And anyway, so he gets on. And I've got her on the line. I said, Jennifer, meet Reg, whatever his name was. And he's, oh, hi, Jennifer. I've loved you since I was 12 years old. I can't believe I'm saying g'day to you. And he's really broad Australian <laughs> accent. And she was so gorgeous to him. And another one I had on with a, a lady in Sydney, she'd asked me to find um, um, Dennis Locieri from Dr. Hook. Oh, wow. And I got her on with him. And I said, you know, Shana, you know, do you have anything you'd like to ask him? And she was just blown away by asking, being able to ask him questions and having him answer them. Another one was Joey Mullen from, from Badfinger. And so where I can do that and give audience members an opportunity to talk to their idols, because, I mean, how are they going to do that? It really gives them a little bit of a thrill so it, that just gives me the, the greatest joy to be able to do that. It's really, really the best fun. So who are your favorite artists, you guys? Well, I already told you mine. Anybody from Fleetwood Mac would be anybody else that you could interview from Fleetwood Mac. I would be thrilled. Okay. Um, okay, well, I'll follow that up. Then Lizzie. I'm a huge Thin Lizzie fan. Thin Lizzie. I've tried... Yeah, see, uh, you, so you like Thin Lizzy? I love Thin Lizzy. Yeah, we, we, we grew up playing Thin Lizzy. In our, we had a garage band when we were growing up in the <laughs> late 70s, early right. 80s. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, uh, I love Thin Lizzy yeah. too. Cowboy song. Uh, there was somebody I spoke to recently who had played with Thin Lizzy, and now completely, they start to merge one into another. Yeah. It's really hard to keep them separate. You can't yeah. remember the last few you've done and... and, and uh, they just blend completely but somebody was telling me they had played with Thin Lizzy so I'll try I have tried a couple of times to of course Phil's dead someone from Thin Lizzy but I'll try again yeah 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 and they had the movie come out recently too and of course they erected the statue to Phil Lynott in his hometown didn't they in Ireland Mm. yeah yeah that was sad that was terrible that was that was so uh, unnecessary there's no reason he should have died so many of them. I remember that um, someone was telling me they used to share a house with Janis Joplin. Oh, wow. You know, hate Ashbury days. And, you know, telling me all the stories right from the horse's mouths of, of being around. I mean, I'm sure you and I were, we, we missed those days. You know, you, you we're probably the same age. And that was kind of that early baby boomers all the well, you weren't around for Woodstock, were you, or just coming into it then? No, we would have been like six. Yeah, we. Yeah, I yeah, just I yeah, have yeah, no same. memory of it. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, you you, you hold it in in such esteem, and uh, you know they were telling me about how 
they had to sleep on, you know, bunk into various rooms. I love all the, the, the stories of Woodstock and the rain and the, and the power and they were nearly electrified but they kept on playing and I, I, I just loved all that. I would have loved to be at Woodstock. Oh. There's never been anything this big yeah. and, uh, since those days for sure. But the other one oh, I wanted to tell you about that I spent a long time trying to get hold of was I loved Steppenwolf and I mean I would have been I think I started really liking music when I was probably about five years old really because Steppenwolf was a little ahead of my time too but John Kay has the most fascinating story and he never gives interviews and I hounded this poor man for at least a couple of years before he finally caved in and once he did he was just amazing he was so so giving and his story about escaping from post-war uh, Europe in the Second World mm. War with his mother and he'd lost his father and said he'd, he'd gone to Canada and he had to learn English and then he came to the, to the States and to Los Angeles and he started from one band to the next and the success that he made of himself is just extraordinary. He was, he was just sensational, as was Bobby Sherman, I have oh, to say. Wow. Another one, he doesn't give an interview ever and... Again, I was a bit young for Bobby Sherman. I was more into the David Cassidy and the Monkeys pictures uh -huh. on your wall, not so much Bobby Sherman. But oh. I know how big Bobby Sherman was. And I, he another one who married a really young woman. Well, actually, she's not that young. I shouldn't put her in the same category as, as the 28-year-old girlfriend of... of um, um, what's his name? Um... Um, oh, yeah. blank. I was, was going to say I've forgotten um, as well. Our fans are screaming at their devices right now, trying yeah. to remind us. Yeah, um, they're like, yeah, "Come on, I'll Sandy, you just said it." Yeah. American Pie, John McClane. John McClane. John McClane. <laughs> yeah, but but finally, <laughs> I managed. So Bobby Sherman is managed by his Filipino wife. She's grown up in poverty in the Philippines, and she met Bobby Sherman by complete accident at her fortieth birthday party somebody in fact it was her fiance at the time who wrote to bobby sherman who was then with the lapd and said would you do you think you could come and drop in on my my fiance's birthday party <laughs> and he's such a good wholesome all-round american boy he says yeah okay i'll pop by whatever and he turns up and they hold hands for the whole time and she ends up marrying him wow now like a lot of wives i guess she runs him but she runs him with an iron fist this guy <laughs> is not allowed to say a word not allowed to put a shoe on or wow. comb his hair in, in one way she is incredible she is one tough woman so i had to work her and work her and work her with all my charm she knocked me back several times and i thought no i'm not going to i was taught always in television and radio it's a really cutthroat world both of them that, you know, a hundred doors can close on you. It only takes one to open and you get through. Yep. Yep. So I'm, I'm like a bit of a dog with a bone. I'm pretty persistent. So I kept persisting with her. And one day, to my absolute surprise, she said, yes, you can talk to him, but you can't talk to him on video Zoom, only audio. I said, come on, you're beautiful. He still looks good, Waka. No, you can't talk to him on video. And... So they come onto the Zoom on audio 
and he's they're both there. She insists that I speak to her as well. I got nothing to say to her, right? <laughs> um, so I cut out I cut out a lot of her. Oh wow. To be, to be polite. <laughs> but I'm talking to him. I said, Bobby, I wanted to see your face. Your fans would really love to see your face on YouTube. He said, Oh yeah, that's okay. We can turn the video on. She says, no, we're not going to do that, Bobby. We are not camera ready. Oh, and my. Says, I'm camera ready. And she said, no, you're not. You're not camera ready. I'm not camera ready. We're not turning the video on. Oh, and she was totally refused. But he was a fabulous, it's a fabulous story. I mean, this woman met her Prince Charming, had this Cinderella wedding with the horse and the, the, the carriage right out of Cinderella. He bought a private plane. In fact, I think it was Elvis's plane that he oh, wow. came around the country in. He set up a mini Disneyland in his backyard for all the people in his neighbourhood to come and admire. Uh, I'm still trying to talk them into it because of my TV background. I keep saying, you need to make a documentary here. This is just a sensational story. Your, your, your rag to riches story is, is amazing. And... Uh, she doesn't. She's not quite ready to talk about her rags yet. But this girl. I mean, if dreams could ever come true, this girl who married Bobby Sherman, who certainly have plus more, much, much more. Wow, interesting. She's probably afraid somebody's going to steal him or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he's got that kind of money. Really, I mean, uh, he's got plenty, plenty, plenty. He was really wise with with his investments. Um, during the 60s when he was huge because of course he was on so many television shows mm, as well yeah. it wasn't only his music that sold right. he was he had his own TV shows and uh, her name's Brigitte, Brigitte. Um, and now they've got a charity where they help children which is rather nice that she found that she wants to give something back to children um, without privilege um, he was um, he, he's amassed a fortune and he just wants to spend it on her. He's so in love with her. I remember, wow. I remember he was on that TV show, Here Come the Brides. Did you ever watch that, Curtis? That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 And, he, and he, get, he, get, he guessed it a lot on the Partridge family, too. Yeah. Yeah. My sisters were just in love with, with him. David Cassidy. David Cassidy would have been one I would like to talk to who's passed. I would yeah, have now, really he, liked to have spoken to him. He came to Enid, Oklahoma, oh, nope. 10, 10 years ago, maybe? Yeah. Did a Christmas special yeah. here in town. Yeah, we've had quite a few. Huh. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was a pretty special man. Have you ever talked to Gene Simmons? I haven't. I wasn't a KISS fan. Uh, and KISS were recently here in Australia uh, on, I think, as part of their last legs of their final, in inverted commas, tour, because none of these tours are final. Yeah. And we yeah. have a massive <laughs> foot... We have our Australian Rules football game, the grand final here that's just played out a couple of weeks ago and kiss were the opening act for that but i i was i could never understand why they didn't get an australian band we have many top bands why they had to employ kiss no i i didn't i think kiss have been overdone and i, I never actually thought they were all that talented we actually um, did, are you are you fan uh, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, uh, there is my first concert in 1976, uh, and I went and saw him again oh, really? in '96. In but uh, we actually interviewed him live in person. And um, how was he? He's he's very cordial. It's hard not to want to touch his hair because <laughs> he's got this he's got this very different hairstyle. And I was sitting there looking at him. I'm like, 
I just want to touch it. I just want to touch his hair. <laughs> yeah, they they were in Oklahoma. They were opening up a rock and brews uh, restaurant in a casino here in Oklahoma. So we went up and went to the. Uh, ah, awesome. Yeah, and, so. and he wasn't in makeup, was he? No, 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 no. no. no they, it, it was him and Paul Stanley, and so. Uh, so he'd be pretty wrinkled, wouldn't he? Uh, he wasn't too bad, you know. I mean, and he was and a lot flint. Tough life. Yeah. Well, he, you know, they didn't take any drugs or drink or anything. No. So, um, they, they're kind of like Alice Cooper. That was a persona. Yeah, they, it was all persona and. Yeah, right. Um, right, right. But he was a lot friendlier than what I expected. He yeah. he was joking around with people and and just having a good time. He yeah. was glad to be there and. Was he? Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, okay. No, I, I didn't like that. I mean, if they were in town and someone said, do you want to talk to him? I wouldn't say no, um, but uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't seek them out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I tend to go for, the, for my favorites, and I like more kind of the obscure ones rather than the mainstream ones. Yeah. Also. Your your podcast uh, is going to be – I was going to say, your podcast is going to be fascinating to listen to. I'm going to go back and have to listen to all your episodes, uh, especially after you telling oh, us some of these stories. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I would really appreciate that. So <laughs> tell every listeners I can get to it the better. Yeah, remind everybody how they can find your podcast um, and social media. I know you, you're not real gung ho about updating your social media, but tell everybody where they can find you. So the podcast you'll find on any of the major podcast platforms. It's called A Breath of Fresh Air. You can also go to the website. Uh, which has a bit more of a story about them and you can listen to the show also on there a breath of fresh au. now I know a lot of Americans have trouble putting that au on the end but if you want to hone in on on a website that emanates from Australia you need to put the au after the dot com and and um, I am I am quite prolific despite my reservations about social media so on Facebook I run a page that's got about 27,000 followers oh, wow. called Sandy K, Sandy K Presents A Breath of Fresh Air. And uh, I put up uh, various clips and bits of information about the people that I'm talking to. So you might want to come in and follow that page as well. And if you, if you want to reach out to me with uh, a guest that you'd like to hear an interview with, I would just be so happy to try and find somebody for you and bring you into the interview or not up to you but I'll talk to that person on your behalf if you like and just send me a message through the website or directly to Sandy S-A-N-D-Y at a breath of fresh air dot com dot au very cool okay we will uh, we will reiterate that to all of our listeners and try to get them over to listen to your podcast we have, and we have several listeners in Australia actually we have a bunch of listeners actually in Australia and oh, that's very cool. Yeah, I and guess you'd have listeners all over the world, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we do, actually. Uh, all over. As long as we've been doing it, it, we pick them up here and there. And, and we've got a kind of like a – it's kind of a weird family, family. Of, that's exactly of, of, of regulars that that we know almost as much about them as they know about us. And, and even a lot of our listeners meet each other if they, they, become, they, live, become if they really? live within a close distance of each other. So – um, so it's a kind of a really cool. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, a whole community going on. Exactly. So and that's awesome. We are going to point oh, point them you, your way. 
thank you so much. Do you host the meetings or they just catch up without you? No, we've actually never met any of our listeners in, in real life. They have actually you met each other. You have an event. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's on our agenda. It's We're kind of like you. We, we just don't have enough hours in the day, but we do kind of want to take the yeah. show on the road and go meet some people and, and yeah. have some events. So We need to head up northwest. Oh, you'll have to tell me when you're doing that. I'll come out from Australia to join you. <laughs> oh, now that would be awesome. That would be really cool. <laughs> I'd like that too. Well, we will we will plan a big buzz fest here one of these days, and and all of our regulars and you, we will contact everybody and let everybody know. Absolutely, that's great. That's well, thanks, great. Andy. We are going to let you off the hook, and uh, we're going to wrap this show up and get it on air for everybody. But we greatly, greatly appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, thank you very much. And uh, everybody, please go to her podcast. Uh, fascinating stories, and you'll as you start reading through the interviews, you're going to be like, "Oh, wow! I know who that is, and who that." You, you're going to know who almost <laughs> everybody is on every podcast. So, uh, uh, breath of fresh air. Get over there and listen to Sandy. And, again, we appreciate you being on our show, Sandy. Uh, my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. I hope to be in a position to reciprocate in the near future, too. And thank you from the bottom of my heart to you and to all your listeners because, really, we're all so passionate about the 70s, and I'm passionate particularly about the music. So let's, let's uh, give these artists a bit of a clap. 50 years later sure and we definitely need to stay in touch yeah yeah we will stay in touch with you so we appreciate you awesome thank you so much thanks andy take care bye now bye bye that's a weird phone number yeah they're code 61 Hmm. okay so uh I don't know if we're going to want to edit right there, but uh, so anyway, we appreciate. Hope you guys enjoyed Sandy. Hope you guys. uh, I forgot we got to put an ending on here. Yeah, we got a little bit off topic out of the '70s on some of that, and got a little more into podcasting. But that gave you guys a little bit of kind of insight insight on on podcasting and stuff like that. But let us know what you thought about the show and Sandy and. Uh, if you go and listen to some of her podcast episodes, let us know. Hit us up at 580-541-3805. That is the hotline. Or email us at buzz at buzzheadmedia.com. And if you guys have some ideas of people you want us to interview, uh, not necessarily like a musician, but people that have written a book or have a podcast or, or whatever, you guys let us know. Give us your show ideas, and we will add those to the list. So don't forget, we do have a big, scary building that we're going to be at doing Facebook Live while recording on Halloween, Halloween. night. So be looking forward to that, and uh, we probably better get out of here. See you later. See ya.